Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the list in your boy at fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's listing your boy. And it is June 8th, 2022 here on Fightful Wrestling. We got tons of stuff to tell you about. We had a nice MJF report on Fightful Select today. Had a We got reports on Fightful Select every day. What, what am I talking about? But we got Jimmy Van, who's in for a big surprise. He's going to find out who else's payroll I'm on today after much speculation. After much speculation. Yeah, everybody says I'm on company's payroll, right? By the way, guys, let's get rid of the formalities. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. Um, but also, donate a super chat or a humper chat. If you say, what the heck is a humper chat? Well, go to humperchats.com. If you don't even watch this show live, that's beneficial for you because uh, you can leave them before we go on the air. But everybody keeps saying that I'm on WWE or AEW's payroll. Definitely AEWs. I hear that a lot, right? And they're not far off. Jimmy, this came in the mail today. I am on the A&W payroll. Five bear bucks, Jimmy. I saw they followed you on Twitter, and I know that inside you fucking loved it, Sean. I know you did. Well, Jimmy, I don't know what makes you think that I would (laughs) love something like that. There's nothing that they could possibly give me that would sway my coverage or or anything like that do they still make the a and w root bear ah uh, you know what i don't know i don't think so i've, I've never heard of that I, I think you would mean rudy the great root bear but i'm not sure if they do or not jimmy so when my daughter was young like two or three years old the old commercial would come on <laughs> The old commercial would come. I really hope they're paying something. And I hope that a dollar that's going to see me because it's probably not. But I hope they're paying us something. When when my daughter was a kid, every now and then they would play retro commercials. And do you remember the song? No. The song was da 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 
Dun, 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 dun. That was like the background music, right? So my daughter is like a two-year-old. She started to love that song. I had to get, what did they call that bear? Rudy? Uh, it's it's Rudy the Great Root Bear. Okay, so I used to call it the A&W Root Bear because I didn't know what it was called. That's what it is. Yeah. I had to get one off eBay because she saw it in the commercials and you couldn't go to Toys R Us and get that stuff. So I had to go on eBay to get one. And I, this is no joke, Sean. At night, if she sometimes was crying, you know, as a, as a, as a one, two-year-old baby, I would hold her in my arms in her room and I would hum the Root Bear, the A&W Root Bear <laughs> song. <laughs> and that would get her to calm down. So that used to be well, Jimmy to this day, to this day, she's got the bear in her room. She's going to be eight. She's got the bear in her room. And I'd be like, do you remember the song? And if I hum a few bars, she knows. it. Well, Jimmy, you said that you hope that they're paying us something. This is a huge sponsorship, but you're not alone, my friend. Oh, wow. look, look what you got coming your way, buddy. U.S. dollars. That, let me tell you, you could in Canada. You might be able to eat for a year on this. Six and a quarter. That'll be six and a quarter. Man. Not bad. Um, do you I've know got what's a... my background today, Sean? Yeah, I do. If you are a longtime uh, viewer of this podcast, you know damn well what this is from. So before Sean became legit, I used to do you know silly shit on this podcast, and I got cu cardboard cutouts made of Virgil. You can't... Because we never go... do that now. Well, we never you know, do that I, now. I'm wearing a scarf that says cheese curds <laughs> on it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I I calmed down on the silly shit after Sean became legitimate, but I, I actually had to get those made. You can't go to WWE shop and get a Stephanie Hart life-size cardboard cutout. So I got those made. You just keep them in the background. We just moved the studio to a new floor, which is why I have a, a different background, different yeah. setup. So we found those, and I was like, I'm going to make room for them somewhere just for our old school viewers. So there they are, Virgil and Stephanie. I had a, I had a James Ellsworth, too, and I told Sean we left that one out for the trash in the dumpster. Yeah. But, but I that took the bit, other two. That bit's long gone. It is. Ian, Ian Hunter says. At the says, time, though, you lost your shit at the time. You remember? Yeah. Ian says, is it Dan Housen you're in at A&W? So I live like maybe four minutes from an A&W, and every time I drive by it, I think of him saying, A&W? And I told him, and he's like, good, you should. But that one's actually closed. It's short-staffed, so I don't. I have to drive across town. I actually got their root beer like that they make there for the first time, and I was my mind was blown, and I tweeted oh, about it. That much so better? What, that, oh, yeah, and that's what led to it. Van Twinblade said, SRS to A&W? He's going to work with Danhausen. I hope so. Get us in some ads, please. I would love to get an honest-to-God sponsorship. You know, sometimes I watch. Do you remember when uh, Danhausen was on RJ City's thing? Yes, for AEW, and they released little trailers, right? Little like one uh -huh. minute teasers. I still smile when I watch the Danhausen one because he was the one that looked at the sign and he goes, "Hey, you." Yeah, that's and what I, I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still too. I still laugh from that from that teaser. So, oh man, he's gonna be up here in Lexington at Figure Fest in September. So I'm excited to that for that. Mm -hmm. Even if I can't film with him because I don't know AEW's rules, he's got to do a vlog at Jesus Golf, Jimmy. Like he's got to do it. He's got to do it. But yeah, I, dude, I don't know dude, if we've Dan got. Anderson. I don't know if we've got anything else to talk about this week besides the the A A and W. There is nothing new in pro wrestling happening whatsoever. 
No, especially um, since you've been here, Jimmy. You've been off the last two weeks. Yep. You picked a good two weeks to be off because nothing has went down. Nothing has happened whatsoever. No. Well, let me start first by talking about my passion project, uh, knowyournews.com, about stupid and weird news. This week on the Know Your News Tonight podcast that I do on Tuesdays, John Alba was my guest. And one of the things that I love about doing Know Your News, Sean, I'm utilizing the Fightful Network because, like, why wouldn't I? Yes. I've, I've never had a chance to really talk to a lot of these people before. Like, I had never really talked to John, and I had never really talked to Denise. And now I've had the opportunity to have them on the podcast, and it's cool. It's cool that, that we got to do this. So John Alba was the guest this week, and Kate and Alec get the flick out of here. Uh, this week, coming up on Thursday, they did it about Unsolved Mysteries. So check nice. that out, knowyournews.com and fightfulmag.com. The Q2 edition, uh, you can still get uh, fightfulmag.com. Uh, and how about this, guys? Uh, we're going to start adding some of the features from past issues of Fightful Magazine to Fightful Select. Still working on the tiers and all that stuff, but come on, there, there, there ain't nothing better in the world you can spend your five bucks on. That much, I assure you. There is nothing more important in this economy than wrestling news. So uh, there you go. I thought for sure when you said that you were going to hold up the A&W coupon. I mean, just $5. They were willing to just give me this. So... What does that say about five bucks? It means you should go subscribe to Fightful Select. We'll be live right after this for List Goes On. Well, let's start by talking about Cody Rhodes. And and yeah. I got to tell you, as a performer, I was never a fan of Cody Rhodes. Like, I respected Cody Rhodes and what he did when he left WWE and made a name for himself on the independent circuit. And the first all-in show where him and the Bucks put in their own money to do the first show, got 10,000 people in Chicago, really was the reason that AW started. That was the inspiration. Yeah. I respect Cody Rhodes, but I wasn't a fan of his as a performer. Hell in a Cell has, he made an impression on me with Hell in a Cell. And I think he made an impression on a lot of people. That performance for me is one of the all-time great performances uh, in pro wrestling. I think it's one for the ages. It's one that we're going to remember. And uh, I have the utmost respect for him as a performer. I don't know what a torn peck feels like. Have you ever had a torn peck, Sean? I've not had a torn peck. I've had a lot more, a lot of injuries. That's not one of them. Could not have been fun. Couldn't have been yeah. fun. And and he did stuff using the arm. You know what I mean? Because I Rollins is a pro, so I thought, okay, they're going to work around it, and he's going to do a one arm match essentially. But no, he used the the, the other arm a lot. And yes, he uh, did. Couldn't the have felt next, good. The next night, even he did it. Yes, yes. So I, I have a, a whole new respect for Cody Rhodes as a performer after Hell in a Cell. It really reminded me of Taboo Tuesday. Uh, I think way back in 2004 when Shawn uh, Michaels. Yes, when he he went in with one leg, and you remember the story behind that, right? They thought Rey Mysterio was going to get picked. Yep. And so Sean was like, "Well, I'll still do the fan voting because they're going to go for Ray." And then they picked Sean, mm -hmm, and yeah. he went out on one leg and wrestled Triple H, and I've always remembered what a courageous performance that was, and Cody matched it uh, at Hell in a Cell, one for the ages. Like, I I, I think everybody's going to remember it. And just like Nia Jax, when she punched Becky Lynch, and that inadvertently kind of made Becky Lynch, I think the torn peck is going to make him. And when he does return, and I'll ask you in a minute the latest you've heard, you're hearing on it, when he does return, he's a made man. He's going to be a bigger star than when he left. So uh, hell of a performance, nothing but respect for an him. incredible performance. It added to the story. We've, we've already been through the finger wagging about, about how the, this, like this looks for other people. And Dave, I'm not trying to pick on you, but he said, Cody set a bad precedent. Vince is going to be able to tell injured talent that doesn't want to wrestle. Cody did it. Uh, Kurt Angle has done this before. Sean Michaels has done this before. John Cena has done it before. Like there have been a whole lot of talent 
that went out there and did did that type of thing before and no no first off no it doesn't set a precedent because if he does that that's a lawsuit coming his way that's a big lawsuit coming his way cody rhodes wanted to do this and i want to clarify something despite wwe saying he's having surgery today he's having surgery tomorrow as we reported he's in birmingham today uh they got some stuff um <clears throat> like that they're they're doing i think he's he's filming some stuff as well because obviously they're going to document this process but uh, I, I had first heard like somebody say, did you hear Saturday morning? But they didn't say, did you hear this? They just alluded to me. You're going to find something out before the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was this. This mm -hmm. was, and, and people close to Cody were very surprised that it even got out because they were actually like part of the hope and expectation, I believe, was that he would take that jacket off and it would kind of reveal the injury and nobody would know it. And that way it wouldn't affect a lot of things, but, um, he's having surgery Thursday. Whoo boy. <clears throat> this is what are they saying? Five months, Sean. I, I don't know what they're saying. Um, so look back at, at some of them from the past. I'll pull up the exact document. I don't like, there has always been rumors that the, the John Cena one doesn't, wasn't nearly as bad as what they claimed, which smart because they didn't really work a lot of injuries before then. Yeah. But let me just let me just follow up and, and make sure that I've got these these down. So Triple H had a similar injury, and he missed five months. Elias missed five months and said his chest would never be the same. Mm. Hiromu Takahashi missed six months. <clears throat> so, okay, man. I mean, you know what? Even if he's let's say that he's ready to go end of November, let's say you got to hold him to the rumble. Like you got to hold him to the rumble. Make yeah. him a surprise entrant. Have him win the Rumble. Have him go to WrestleMania. I know there's you know a, a hope that it's going to be Roman and The Rock at WrestleMania. And if that's the direction they go, I understand. If they don't, I'd keep the belts on Roman and Cody uh, beats Roman at WrestleMania. If they do Roman Rock, I saw that you posted something about uh, Rollins wins Money in the Bank. Rollins you know, gets the WWE title and Cody beats him at Mania. That's a good backup plan if Rock is coming in. But I yeah. think you hold Cody to the rumble. He imagine the pop for him when his music hits on because he's really, I think, going to be a made man after all of this. So I think the way that they can do that, if they want to run back Rollins and Cody, if they want to do that, because that's the way WWE does things, The Rock can cost Roman Reigns the title when Seth is cashing in money in the bank. And as I've said before, The Rock and Roman doesn't need a title. It's never needed a title. Head of the head of the table, tribal chief of that family is as important as any title. Rollins Cody does at this point because okay there's reason for Cody to want to beat him sure but I mean specifically that title is the thing that Cody Rhodes came back here for that was what he did and I think that that's, that's a, a natural common sense thing Cody's got to win the rumble it's him it's it's and I know people are saying no more Seth Cody WDB will do it seven times if they want to that's what they'll that's what they do so I'm just making the best out of their booking but yeah, this is uh, unfortunate. I mean, the injury bug hit hard. I'm going to have another update on Adam Cole tomorrow on FightfulSelect.com. We had the unfortunate news that Brian Danielson got hurt, Jimmy. Uh, we got the unfortunate news that that Adam Cole, as I mentioned, but also CM Punk. This it's just it's just wild. Yep, uh, I want to go to the injury stuff in a minute, but first I want to give props to Seth Rollins. 
because number one, he put Cody over three times in a row on pay-per-view or premium live events. Very unselfish what he did and very professional. He helped establish Cody by doing that. Uh, you could tell that he was really trying his best to work around the injury at Hell in a Cell too. And yeah. the Dusty Rhodes gear, I, I loved it. I just... I have so much respect for Seth Rollins for the pro that he is and the unselfishness. Yeah. And I think a lot of wrestlers could learn from him. So, uh, so big props to him too. And it's unfortunate what happened to Cody, but again, he's going to, he's going to, he's a bigger star. Like his performance yeah. at Hell in a Cell, he's a bigger star than he was going in. And so that's kind of the, I guess, one positive, you know, thing that, that occurred as a result of that injury, but having to miss the next six months obviously sucks. But uh, they they made chicken salad out of chicken shit right here. Like this is part of the reason why it's so frustrating when WWE gets lazy, because this is this was a fantastic story. And um, obviously you don't want this to happen, but they can tell a really great story whenever they want. When Jey Uso and Roman Reigns started to wrestle, Jey Uso in the main event scene, that was a great story. And still still waiting for that, that peak to sort of come back, so to speak. A reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. We are live tonight after AEW Dynamite. We've got a weekly Impact Wrestling show uh, every Thursday night now. Make sure you guys check that out. Even if you don't keep up with Impact, it's been a very good show lately. Also, yesterday I dropped an interview with Kerry Morton, the son of Ricky Morton, ahead of uh, NWA Always Ready. Jimmy, did I ever tell you about meeting Ricky Morton? You mentioned something about it vaguely. I remember. Oh boy! So I go to WrestleCade in Winston Salem every year because they're great to me. They they give us interviews. They allow us to set up. They gave us a booth last year to do interviews at. I love the WrestleCade people. You need to go to WrestleCade one year, guys. And my wife and Jeremy and a couple others are there, and I see Ricky Morton walking right towards me. I've never spoken to Ricky Morton before in my life, and he's looking right at me. He's Jesus Christ in North Carolina. He might as well be, right? Like any of those 60-plus women he wants to point at and say, lady, you're coming with me tonight. They're like, yes, Ricky. But anyway, he's looking at me, and I'm like, what's going on? Did I, did I upset him? And he walks up to me, and he goes, brother, I'm begging you to give me a fucking follow back on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, me? You didn't tell me that. Me? Yeah. But yeah. then I, what I do is I always introduce like Jeremy to these people, too, because – He's our lead writer. Like he, they need to know him. If if there's a crazy ass headline about them, probably him. And I said, "Hey, this is our lead writer, Jeremy." And he looked at Jeremy and shook his hand and he goes, "Brother, nobody gives a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And it was wonderful. It was great. Did you see the picture of Carrie with Chick Donovan? No, I didn't. So Chick Donovan is a is an old school wrestler. He's in his seventies. And he is as jacked now as he was 40 years ago. That's incredible. Like he looks amazing for, for a guy his age and Kerry Morton wrestled him. And so yeah. he posted a picture on Twitter of the two of them together. And uh, I had heard the name Chick Donovan. I didn't, you know, I wasn't too familiar with his work, but look up that picture because he looks like a cartoon character. Yeah. Like a guy in his seventies, Jack, like that. So, so good for him. I thought that was pretty awesome. This is a and W water, by the way, it's not anything else. I promise. That's good. So uh, let's talk about Edge. Yeah. So when Judgment Day turned on him on Raw, I thought, like I think a lot of people thought, that WWE was pivoting because Cody got hurt 
and they needed to have another baby face at the top of the card. Like at the, the live events last weekend, they had Drew McIntyre fill Cody's spot, even though they were Rob Brand uh, events, some yeah. of them. They had him fill his spot because they needed to. So I thought, okay, you know, they're, they're turning edge back because they need that spot. Sean Ross Sapp reported something on Select, on Fightful Select, about how there might have been another reason why uh, why uh, the rest of Judgment Day turned on edge. Sean well, Ross Sapp, what is it that you've been hearing? I want to clarify. Uh, okay, so here's the timeline of events. I think that works out better. Last week, I had heard from somebody, hey, I think Finn Balor's joining Judgment Day this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Uh, I had heard, oh, that's a pitch, but we're not that sure that that's going to happen yet. So I had heard about it last week. Uh, I know that supernatural aspects of Judgment Day were pitched as well. I don't know how far back. I just know that that was pitched, so to speak. Um, so I, I don't know about that. But then Monday, I started to hear things like, oh, there's going to be a big change. There's going to be a big change. And I'm like, uh, okay, what what's going on here? And then I kind of got that information that, there's going to be a bit of a double turn, but I couldn't get it confirmed, confirmed. I want to reiterate because a lot of places incorrectly aggregated my story and said, oh, well, that's why Edge wanted out. I don't know if he wanted out. I don't know about anything like that. I just know it was pitched. Edge wasn't in favor of a supernatural aspect. Hmm. I mean, they had the floating uh, throne or they made it look like it was floating. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they did the wings so that when Edge walked to the ring, they made it look like he had wings because of the uh, the screen. But here's the thing that, that puzzles me, and I, I know that you haven't confirmed that that's why Edge, you know, didn't want to be in the group or if he didn't want to be in the group. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard anything like that. I understand that. that. But here's the thing. Edge was around for 20-plus years, and he was a top guy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and it's, it's funny because ever since The Undertaker reduced his schedule – this man has been horny for the supernatural <laughs> shit. So we had like, so they had Kane for years. Kane did it too. Uh, I won't talk about Kane's tweet today, but Kane, Kane did the supernatural stuff too. Then Bray Wyatt is, is, is doing the shit like the, the, the projection on the ring and all this crap. Then Alexa bliss all of a sudden has got mystical powers out of nowhere. He's, he's horny for the supernatural stuff, but edge edge was a top guy for years. Yes. So I, I, you know, he, just, it, it, he got some magic beans, Jimmy. I apparently he got apparently, some magic beans. They're I gonna have him. They're gonna have him, uh, like, <laughs> just just form these things. I, I've said this time and time again, Jimmy. I thought they had it right with Bray Wyatt at first. You can't do the uh, literal wizard anymore. Yes, but what you can do is do like horror movie final boss type of thing. Like yes. you looked at Rowan Harper, Bray Wyatt, and then Braun Strowman. And you're like, okay, especially me living where I live in Kentucky. If I got lost in the woods, <laughs> I might run into them and I might die. And they know those woods better than me. So they might just pop up out of nowhere. That <laughs> works. Deliverance works. And they're going after you for the scoop, Sean. Like, damn yes. this guy. Exactly. But I mean, that works being uh, all this other shit. It doesn't work. And it worked for Bray Wyatt and Firefly Funhouse. That was the exception. The yeah. exception. It got redundant though. Yeah, but then they they screwed it up. They yeah. absolutely screwed it up. It took them it took them a whole month and a half to to screw up the fiend. Yeah. Yeah. And I Nathan agree. Nathan DePaul said Bray channeled the same creepy realistic vibe that True Detective Season 1 brought. Oh, I hated the last of True Detective Season 1, too. I thought it was phenomenal. 
And then I thought when it got to him whispering in the cave and all that stuff, I didn't like that. Like, he's just a big, crazy son of a bitch. Let him be that. And and the other stuff supplements it. They so much want this to be a thing, and it's yeah. just it's just not a thing. It Have you seen work. any of the boys yet this season? I haven't. So I won't, I'll try not to give anything away. So we just watched the first episode of this season. Whoever writes that show, they are some creative fucking people. I got to say, I thought it was redundant the first couple of seasons. The, the first boys? couple of seasons was like, I'm going to blackmail you. Oh, no, I'm going to blackmail you. Oh, no, I've got pictures of your balls, so I'm going to blackmail you. That's well, what it was for two seasons. You know, so you know, you know how, and I don't want to bore people too much to talk about this, but you know how they figured out, okay, there's like this, this liquid and, and they're injecting it and making people turn into superheroes. And there's a bunch of misfits because it, it didn't have the effect that they thought it would have. So the first episode, there's a guy who can make himself like the size of an ant. Yeah. And all he has to do is sneeze or cough and he immediately goes back to normal size. So what he does to try to beat his, his opponent as he turns into an ant, he tries to go up their pant leg and into their ass crack and then sneeze. That's what he tries to do to beat his. Think about the, the effect if he does that, right? I do like that. I do like that. I just a lot. saw that and thought to myself, whoever came up with that, you're very creative. You're a little bit fucked up, but you're very yes. creative because it was just something something different. Yeah. There's more to that scene that I'm not going to tell you until you watch it. So you have to okay. tell me. I will be watching do. that soon. Yeah. I will be watching that soon. I will. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with Edge, but you know what? Okay, so they 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 claim in storyline that he's hurt. So maybe yeah. they're gonna have him off for a few weeks. When he comes back, assuming that now he's got Metalingus again and everything, I don't think the reaction is gonna be as hot. Really? He was just part of a mediocre heel act, cutting promos that no one understood. And yeah. the only reason that he's no longer part of that mediocre heel act is because the rest of the group booted him out. Yeah. So I, I don't think that you're wrong there. Yeah, like I, I think people will hear the music and it's not going to be as hot when they yeah. when they like he's going to have to kind of redeem himself uh, from a character perspective. I don't think that you're wrong there. Also, so <laughs> at the end of the night, they ran, they played the music for the group and it still had Edge's intro. And I, yes. I mentioned that and people were like, oh, you expected them to change it already? I'm like, no, dumbass. It was a song for six years before that. Just play the regular song. Right. They used to do it after matches all the time. Right. I People will defend anything. I'll defend Joel Wood, despite some of the wild stuff that he says. <laughs> he says, the thing I like most about the Cody and Seth story is that each of the three matches had a different build and story to it. I agree with that. Uh, I thought that this was one of the best trilogies WWE has done. And it was uh, very, very good. You know, it's not, it's not, sorry to cut you off. It, it's not often in this era that I want to rewatch a match. Yeah. Because you usually now you see it in once and you're kind of good for a while. I've gone back and watched, rewatched the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Uh, because Cody's performance was just phenomenal. So, you know, they left, they left a mark. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've got also, where is it? Joel Wood saying, if Edge comes back with his old theme and long hair, that place is going to go nuts. He cut his hair for this, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh my God. He yeah. cut his hair for this. Yeah. He's going to have to redeem himself. He can't just all of a sudden, you know, just, just go back to being the old character and think everyone's going to love him again. Like he's going to have to, to yeah. do something redeeming. He's got a great sense of humor. Maybe they can somehow showcase that. Yeah. But he's going to have to do something. Oh man. What else you got, Jimmy? So simple question about MJF. Did he and Tony Khan work the boys? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I'm sure MJF has worked plenty of people. I don't think Tony Khan did. 
Uh, now, what Tony Khan has told people about MJF since last Monday, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I need to reiterate that it was serious at the meet and greet to the point to where people in that company that I would say from a legal perspective, you probably shouldn't work, were concerned about his health. Like they, there were a couple of people that almost had his door beaten down to make sure that it was, that he was okay. So there was some genuine concern there. Um, I don't know. I, I spoke to MJF a little bit last week and you know, everybody was like, yeah, make sure you're not getting work there. Shenny boy. Thanks. I, I never considered that once <laughs> in my, in my career at all. Um, I was able to get some more information this week, although I haven't heard from him. I know that Hollywood is a thing that he's interested in. And that has, I guess that hasn't been a secret backstage. Like he's had some, some talks and meetings. He remained in LA for a couple days after dynamite, but did not travel with AEW. He was not at rampage. Uh, so yeah, man. So we've heard there was a report that there was some kind of an edict within Warner brothers to pull his likeness from the website and from whatever. So correct me if from what you've heard, correct me if I'm wrong. So like you said, you know, started out as a shoot. He wasn't happy with his, with, with what he's getting paid. Not happy. The other guys are getting paid more. He no showed a yeah. meet and greet, a paid meet and greet. People paid money to see him. But then when he showed up on dynamite uh, and got a promo, that tells me it's a work because why are you giving a guy TV time? You know, unless it's all kind of planned out. But now when you hear this stuff about the supposed edict from Warner brothers, is it now still a work or is there legitimate hard feelings with executives? I think there have been some hard feelings just in general in, in the past. Like, I think there have absolutely been some hard feelings in the past. I don't know about from executives, though. I mm-hmm. have no idea. OK, but your feeling now is that him and Tony have kind of made amends and, and uh, they're just going to roll with this as a storyline. That's that's my thought as of last Monday. I can't confirm that at anybody besides MJF or CM Punk or maybe an executive that claims that they know absolutely for sure. I think they're they're wrong. And and John Pollock said the edict is on the AEW side. I'm inclined to believe John Pollock. I, he does his he does his research. Right. OK, I guess I'm curious. I'm curious where they think they're going to go with this because their fan base is a very smart inside fan base. Yeah. This isn't like when Brian Pillman did it in 96. Yes. So it's a very smart fan base. And so you got to navigate the waters the right way, because otherwise you're going to, you know, they're going to turn on it pretty quickly. So I'm curious where they're going to go with this. Uh, But so far, I like how it's played out because the squash to Wardlow is great for Wardlow. Wardlow is a guy. Like when when you look at who could be the breakout star in AEW, like mainstream, the breakout star, Wardlow, Jay Cargill for me. Yeah. Those are the two people that could be the breakout stars in that company. Not CM Punk, not Brian Danielson, not Kenny Omega, not the Young Bucks, Wardlow and Jay Cargill. MJF yeah. now, so he put over Wardlow, and but now he's able to, he's got a reason to peel off of that. You know, yep. because now he can go in this direction. So, so far, I like what they're doing, but I'm curious where they're going to go. I mean, what is Tony Khan going to be a heel character on television now? You know? Yeah. So I, I hope not. Oh, yeah. my God. I hope not. Yeah. Uh, guys, keep up to date with FightfulSelect.com. We're going to have, I mean, I, again, I want to say this. I stand by every piece of reporting that we have done on this, on this uh, thing. 
And I'm telling you guys, there's going to be stuff that drops. I would say maybe even today that sort of uh, lends to that credibility as well. But uh, that's for that person to, to kind of drop. Uh, another reporter and I were discussing some information. It's it's very interesting. Tom Brady says, please tell me Gunther wins the IC title on Friday. And also NXT needs to give us Apollo versus Carmelo. I'm just glad NXT's given us Apollo at this point. Like they called him up with no plan, no gimmick, no anything. They put a shitty gimmick on him. He mm-hmm. got brought back down. And I'm I'm glad that he's on NXT because I think he can do really good things. And more importantly, he can help out the next generation. Gunther, I'm gonna have some details on uh Fightful Select this week. I don't know if Jeremy is here to be added to the show. He's or- here because he wants to he wants to try to gloat about the Colorado Avalanche. Hey the, Jeremy. I, hi. I'm not here to gloat at all. I'm not I because I get too emotional during the playoffs. I don't like when people talk trash. Jimmy, I'm here to say that was a great series. Edmonton, <laughs> very good team. Drysido playing with a, a bum ankle and everything he was able to do was was amazing. But I, I of course like the outcome. I'm not here to gloat. It was a great series, Jimmy. Darnell Nurse torn hip flexor. Evander the, Kane's a punk. Evander the Oilers, punk. the Oilers had four of their top six not in the lineup. Evander so. Kane's a punk. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm I'm not I'm going to reserve judgment on that. The only thing I will say is I have I am not upset at all about it, and and I was kind of expecting Sean was going to bring you on this podcast. I I'm didn't, not. I, I didn't do that. I, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't I, think I think never have I been responsible oh, for him popping yes. up here. Yeah, okay, Sean, okay. Sean did not message me and be like, hey, want to troll Jimmy? I just <laughs> think you guys alive, and I, I wanted to say it was a good series. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. I, I was I was, uh, I was, was disappointed because their goaltender was just too erratic. Uh, That's four Smith. of their top six was kind of not healthy. You know, it, it, I'm not saying they would have beat Colorado if they were healthy, but they would have done better if they were healthy. So so that was, that was a bit frustrating. But when you go into a season rooting for a team – that's been shit every year and disappointing every year. And now they make the top four ecstatic. I'm ecstatic by, by how they, how they performed. I, I, I had, uh, I had dinner with buddies of mine a few days ago after game one. And I said to them, the Oilers could not score one more goal the rest of the series. And I'd still be ecstatic. You were, and, you were excited before the series started. You're like, we're good. We're, yeah. in, the, we're in the conference finals. Yes, good. 100%. 100%. So, so good for Colorado. They're probably going to win it all. I mean, they were supposed to win it all before the season started. And uh, I don't but see the Rangers. I don't see the Rangers or the Lightning beating them. So, uh, so good for them, man. Good for them. Will you expense my trip to Colorado so I can go to game two next week? I'll be hanging out with Will Washington. We'll do a live show. Are you uh, really going? Good. Yeah, I think I definitely okay. going. Sean, let's cut Jeremy and move on to the next topic. <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the, enjoy the game. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Bryson Nee says Casino Battle Royal tonight. Rex back on Joker. You're on the Tony Khan beat. Did he actually mention a Joker? Uh, I don't remember him saying anything about a Joker. I think people are assuming because it's Casino Battle Royal that there will be a Joker, but he didn't specifically say there will be a Joker. Busted Open Radio, I think he said that, right? That's going to be Casino. Yeah, he said yeah. it on Busted Open, but he didn't mention Joker again because it's been like that. I, I can message Tony. We're, we're friends now. You know, we're best yeah. friends again. Well, I'm all elite. That's, that's why Jeremy gets paid the big bucks, and I mean that in comparison to other wrestling writers. So <laughs> still pretty good. Joel Wood says, uh, I heard a wild edge to AEW rumor because of what happened on Raw. I don't believe it, but I figure if there's one person I should ask, it's you. <laughs> 
Um, he's, he's referring to, to Jeremy. Yeah, me. Because yes, yes, yeah. me and Edge have a contentious relationship because he's a <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys where that, that came from because it came from private conversations that I had with people because one person in WWE said, hope you enjoy Edge and Christian versus the Hardys next year. <laughs> and I don't even know if they were joking. I just mentioned that to, to a couple other people and then it spread. So there you isn't go. his contract up the end of the year. That's the word based on what um, Alex McCarthy reported. But well, can you I trust mean, any I'm, of those Brits? Yeah, can you, what does he know? <laughs> no, what I, I hear was say that coming from the guy that can't even read a plane ticket. That's what they're going to be saying to me soon. Someone's going to get offended. (laughs) Do you have an educated guess what feud is next for Wardlow? Jeremy, do you? Uh, My educated guess is that he wins the Casino Battle Royale tonight. He defeats Jon Moxley, and they strap up Wardlow like they should. I think they should. I think they should. That's what I think, too. Wardlow should get that. Wardlow should be in the title program. If I had my choice, listen, I love Moxley. That's awesome. But Wardlow beat the fuck out of CM Punk. The only reason CM Punk won is because MJF was there. So that makes for a natural story. Like he beat, he squashed CM Punk, but he lost. So I agree. You go with the hot hand. It's it's his time right now. You go with the hot hand. Well, goodbye, Jeremy. It was nice knowing you. Guys, if you want to be like Jeremy and just pop up wherever you want virtually, check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. You get a great deal, an additional month free, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. What's that? What's that? It's Leo Rush. He's popped up a little bit everywhere. And you know what? Maybe he wants to watch all of his favorite shows, but they get geo-blocked. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps prevent that. It's a big UFC pay-per-view this weekend. I'm going to be able to order it at a much more discounted rate. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And it's not just that. When I'm traveling, I like to make sure that I'm not susceptible to online trackers, hackers, annoying pop-up ads, or malware when I'm traveling on that unsecured Wi-Fi. NordVPN.com protects me as well. I love this service. It's the fastest VPN in the world, and it works on all your devices. I take a a two-in-one with me. Uh, so it works. My laptop, my desktop, my tablet. I got it on my phone. I got it on the router right across the room from me. Uh, my my little Oliver right there even loves it. It looks like that's your actual head, Jimmy. That's kind of the point. Yeah. So uh, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They sponsor all of our major shows and interviews. So show them some love. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We got- I forgot to mention this. So uh, when we were cleaning out the other floor, because we moved off of the other floor that we were in, I found a box of merch that I didn't know I had. Like there was stuff like there were, there were like uh, bottle cozies in there. Bumper stickers were in there. Yeah. And I found a fresh batch of the old Sean Ross Sap mask right here. And I posted on Twitter what do I do with these? Fortunately, your friends in the UK had one idea. So I sent one over. I sent a few over to Luke Owens. Luke uh, Owen. With, Owen, I'm sorry. With My Russell God, Talk. pal. I sent one. I sent a few over to him. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what he comes up with because I know he's got some ideas. I got, a, does. I got a bunch left. Maybe people in the live chat want to give me some ideas. What can I do with these? Because I got several left. So, uh, 
Any ideas you got, live chat or YouTube comments, let me know what you think I should do with the rest of my uh, my Fightful Select merch. My God. I got the mixtape, Sean. The mixtape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan made us that. That was incredible. Like, that was one of the coolest gifts that I've that I've seen. I'm going to leave that, that there for a minute. People can see the track list. My there you God. go. The stuff you find, Sean. I got all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, man. That's that's super constructive. You being Let's, obsessed with my face. Uh, uh, we, we got we got super chats. It's worked out. It's worked out. Guys, uh, send in super chats, humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it uh, if you would do that. Riley says, I can't wait for Wardlow versus Goto at Forbidden Door for the interim title. Listen, I know a lot of people are joking about Goto. I'm a Goto fan. I love him. Uh, the Shouten Kai is one of my favorite finishers ever. He's I not beating Tanahashi. It. No, he's not. It's going to be Tanahashi. But I'm a big Goto fan. Leave a thumbs up, guys, by the way. Also, I got an interview with Kylan King dropping this week. Uh, she is very transparent about why she's not in AEW anymore. It was a great talk. I've got to talk. To, I've got to do an in-person with her uh, because that's a good time. But uh, yeah, lots of good stuff coming your way. NWA this weekend. Yeah, Matt uh, Cardona is injured, but he's still going to be there. I think he's making all his bookings. So yeah. Did you, did you see the GCW picture? Yeah, so I, I posted on Twitter and I said, what the hell's in the jug? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, he's I I don't know what his name is. I think it's like Matt or like John or some shit like that. Yeah. But his nickname is Piss Jug. Got it. Yeah. See, I go. didn't know that. But it's not piss. I just asked what's in the jug. I didn't I didn't speculate. Yes. So yes. All right, let's 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 uh dig a little bit deeper into the injuries. So uh punk sure. uh so apparently he broke his foot. The word is on dynamite in the six man tag with FTR. Is that true? Um, I think it was ahead of it there. There's been some speculation. It was before, but I mean, obviously if you saw his performance, you understand that there, there were some issues there. Okay. And have you heard anything about a timeline on him? No, I mean, I had heard that the, the general hope was by all out, but I don't know that to be for sure at all. And how do you feel about Tony Khan going the UFC route and doing an interim title? I don't mind it at all. Not not in the least. Uh, and I'll tell you why. WWE took both of their titles and put them on Roman Reigns. It's been two months since that happened. How many times has he defended it on TV? Right. None. So right. we're looking at maybe SummerSlam. All right. I'd, I'd rather have the interim title there. If that's... It, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. I'll tell you what I thought was wrong. Doing it when Cody was gone for like a week. That was weird to me. However, right. I don't think that doing it when somebody's going to be out three months or so is wrong. Like, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense for me. So I'm okay with it. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talking points there. Is it a real title? Is it a plastic title? Like you get that you're, you're holding a fake title type of thing in UFC all the time. So I love it. I mean, and WWE has done this at times, like with the double titles thing. So I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I'm, I'm all right with it. I didn't mind it at all. Remember when GSP beat uh, Matt Hughes for the interim title? Yes. And then when they gave him the belt, he gave it to one of his handlers and he said, uh, this is a nice trophy. Yes. But, 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 <laughs> but, but, but he basically said, this ain't the title. I got to kick Matt Sarah's ass. For the title this thing is just a prop that's basically how we treated it i'd yeah. love for wardlow 
to go into Forbidden Door, beat the shit out of Tanahashi, win the interim title, and then he doesn't want to wear it because <laughs> yeah. he's like, I got to be punk for the title. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be I awesome. I think that they would... I think that it should be something like, you know what? Um, I don't really want to wear this. If it's Wardlow, I, I don't really want to wear this. But you know what? They just gave me they they gave me a job immediately after MJF and I split type of thing. Right. So he does it like as a, out of respect to AEW type of thing. But he's like, by all means, I'm coming after that title. I'm right. coming after that main title. Right. Now, back to injuries, Brian Danielson. Of course, when people hear that Brian Danielson's hurt, they're going to think concussion. So what have you what have you heard about Brian Danielson? That's what I've heard. Well, that's really bad. I mean, I haven't. That's what it is. I should specify, like, he could come out and say something completely different. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I had heard. Okay. I heard it was a pretty rough concussion. I don't have a timetable. Uh, he couldn't travel. He couldn't make his meet and greet. That's unfortunate. I mean, the meet yeah. and greet, people were very transparent with me. They're like, we were told that it was an injury and that he could not travel. Okay. If it's a concussion, that's really bad for him. So it hopefully, sucks. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Adam Cole is just a wear and tear thing. I'll have more on that on fightful select on Thursday. I'm, I'm, I got some people that are kind of checking in on that for me and I'm going to reach out to him as, as, uh, as they get information. All right. And, and then Cardona, um, you know, I, I guess he tore his bicep. I guess all I can say is props to the indie promoters because apparently he's he's keeping a schedule. Uh, yeah. And he's just going to do appearances, and they did the thing with Chelsea in the wheelchair and all that. So props to the promoters that he gets to keep his schedule and, and continue earning a living. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's able to get heat and get attention. And it's almost like the Danhausen thing. Yeah. Like, except for Danhausen, legitimately – never has to wrestle to just be like, he just can just exist. Matt Cardona is at the point where he can kind of do that as well. So right. Like not, not obviously in a different type of thing, but Chelsea as well. Them as like an act is just yep. a heat seeking act helps. And then whenever he can wrestle, he can come back and pay off whatever it is that he sets up. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Connor says, you heard any word on the BR app problems from last Sunday? They got back to some people, but, um, they they had really terrible customer service last week. They have got to do better than that. That was that was an abysmal time. Now I I ordered the show a day ahead of time, so I didn't have any problems. That's what I'd advise you guys to do. Try to order a day ahead of time. But hopefully they can just get on fight or I don't know traditional pay per view or something like that because this BR shit sucks. Yeah, and I saw Tony on Busted Open said that they did uh, 155,000 buys. Yeah, I feel like they'd do more if the app worked. That's that's the point, yeah. They would have probably done even more. I mean, 155 is pretty solid, so they they beat last yeah. year. Uh, they didn't do as well as the last pay-per-view, but that's still that's a good number for them. But they would have probably done more if they didn't have the tech issues. I mean, like, we're if we go back and look at TNA at its height, at its height, they were doing, like, I think, 60 is what they peaked at right 60 is what they peaked at that is i mean I, i'm pretty sure when they ran sting and, and hogan out there they did like 38 39 something like that so i mean the fact that we're talking about i think they did 60 in 2006 2007 so we're looking at 15 years later with the world changing the way that it has and AEW's doing like two and a half times as much. Mm -hmm. That's pretty solid. You got to be happy with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to Stephanie McMahon. Okay. Uh, 
you know, she, she's standing right behind me here. Maybe she'll have some comment. So when I saw her statement on social media that she was taking a leave of absence, it came off yeah. to me like it was her decision. I mean, she, she basically said, sure. you know, I'm going to spend time with family and then I'll be back kind of thing. Came yeah. off to me like it was her decision. There were some reports that she was pushed out. I saw one report that claimed that Vince kind of pushed her out because she was underperforming. You sort of debunked that on FIFA Select and said it was her decision. What's the latest that you're hearing on Stephanie? Because everybody immediately goes to, oh, it was Nick Khan. It was Nick Khan. It was Nick Khan. So so what is it that you're hearing about that? So a little bit of conflicting stuff. I did see the Business Insider report. They do have some access that I'm sure wrestling writers wouldn't necessarily have. But at the same time, they also don't have access to a lot of the things that we have. There's a lot of fact-checking methods that they they wouldn't normally employ. Like, for instance, they they brought up a person that Stephanie McMahon had hired as leaving the company. Well, that person was fired. That was uh, Claudine Lillian. And I was told that she was the, the head of global sales and partnerships, by the way. That was like a mark against Stephanie, so to speak. But I was told like, it wasn't something where Stephanie would have been like, well, you're out. I was told they had to do better on the sponsorship ends. Jimmy, you and I know this very well. It's nice to get a one show sponsor. That's great. That's awesome. Wonderful. It's a lot better to have a sponsor and know that they're going to be there for the rest of the year or two years or three years and know that you're going to have that steady income. You might provide them a discount. You might might do any number of things to entice that both ways. Um, and we're told that that's something that they wanted to do. I confirmed this week that Stephanie McMahon was removed from production emails that she had been on the last few weeks. I was told that was more housekeeping. I think a lot of people sort of envision this as Vince bringing his daughter into his office and doing the you're fired thing. And that's just not what happened. Nick Khan changed a lot of things and most of the things for the better there. And again, uh, Allegiant on that weekend was seen as a mark against him. But I mean, for the most part, like he's pretty well regarded for his work there. I can tell you that before the announcement was even made, WWE PR was already like, hey, just so you know, she was not pushed out. If that's if that becomes the prevalent belief, just so you know, that ain't the truth. Now, I have heard of at least one person in the Nick Khan regime that sort of told that to somebody else in the media that, oh, yeah, she wasn't doing good. She wasn't doing good. But I wasn't told she was pushed out. I was just told that, like, maybe she wasn't doing a great job. Um, that being said, I mean, she's a McMahon, so generally you can, you probably stay there in some capacity. I mean, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, you know, because people are, will think that I'm taking a shot. I'm not Stephanie McMahon has never come off like a deal maker to me. So when yeah. I hear about, oh, there might've been issues with their performance and they're not getting enough brand sponsorship deals to me, Stephanie's not a deal maker. Stephanie to me is the person that they have do media because she's good at regurgitating stats and yeah. propaganda. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I don't, I mean, no disrespect. That's just kind of how it is. She does the quarterly calls and all she does is sit there reading off statistics and, you know, oh, rah, rah. That's what she does. Well, Vince doesn't do any of that either anymore. Yeah, he does the yeah. opening stuff and then he doesn't do anything else. Right. Right. So when I heard about, you know, oh, they're not happy with her perform with her team's performance because they're not getting enough brand deals. I just think to myself, you got her in the wrong spot. Like if, 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 yeah. if, if your intention was, this is her job, she's in the wrong spot. 
she's really good at doing the media and she's really good at, oh, we saw this engagement here and we did this here and we did this here and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. A she'd be a fantastic spokeswoman just in yes, general. Yes, she's good at that stuff, but I don't see a deal maker in, in Stephanie McMahon. Nick Khan's the deal maker. Yeah. Stephanie's not a deal maker. It's like when Vince decided to put her on creative. She's not meant for creative. Like the so, way that I, like if I hired a fightful chief brand officer, Honestly, I thought Brandy did a pretty good job in AEW because she was sort of like a spokesperson, a public figure. But then occasionally she would land something like the Culture City thing. It was really, really good for them. That's how I envision somebody like that. Someone that you can trust in front of a microphone, mm -hmm. that they can that they can talk, they can they can talk about the, the business and occasionally land a deal based on their aptitude to do that. Sure. Yeah. And like just build relationships. And then, and then when you build a relationship, then pass them off to the guy that's going to cut the deal kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like if that was your expectation of her, they, they just had her in the wrong spot because, yep. uh, have her do the PR, have her regurgitate the bullshit. She's good at that. I wouldn't have her cutting any deals. Well, hopefully nobody regurgitates when they see <laughs> your big, nasty pubes. Thanks to manscaped <laughs> and the code fightful manscaped has all kinds of packages for your package they've got all kinds of bundles to help you save that money because let's be real right now in this economy you need to save money especially on your pubes but right now you can use that code fightful get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping trust me you want to be aerodynamic this summer put that down jimmy we're, we're not promoting fightful magazine we're promoting manscape.com and the code fightful what are we doing here let's give these people their money's worth and that's what Manscaped does. They got formulations, not just for your balls, Jimmy, but for all of you. All your of you. hair, your body, your feet even. But also, yes, your balls. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful. One of our longest running sponsors. We love them. They take care. They keep you smelling, looking, feeling fresh. Manscaped.com, code Fightful. Save 20% and get free shipping. I should leave this they here for that, a while. Look they got at that this. lawnmower, Jimmy, that lawnmower 4.0. Hey, Sean, Oops. do you remember the time that you mirrored my my studio and then your background with the green screen was a studio and then we looked like we were in the same spot? This is almost like that. It's like you're talking to yourself right now. No, my hair's not been that long in uh, two years, two and a half years, Jimmy. I could cut it, I suppose. Could you give that thing a haircut right now in the air? I could. You know what? How? Hey, how about this? This is, by the way, this is this one's from before you grew your hair out. Yeah. That's how old this thing is. It's yeah. from before you grew. Oh, this works much better. Look at that, Sean. That's perfect right there. Awesome. Uh, all right, let's talk about John Cena. So Who cares? Who cares about John Cena? Kidding. So June 27, he's coming back to Raw. Yeah. Sure seems to me like they're setting up a program with Theory for SummerSlam. Are you hearing anything about that? Yeah, I am. That's that's what I heard was the plan. But um, hope he wins. That's all I got to say. Hope he wins. So I want to say this because you know how people on Twitter are. You know, they, they they look for any reason to kind of jump on people. Yeah. 
I'm all for establishing new talent and I'm all for pushing new talent. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WWE has to do it. Vince McMahon hasn't done it. So they need to do it. I'm all for that. I don't see main event in theory. Like, and, 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 and right now I don't either. No. And I, and I'll do respect to him. I want the kid to make a living, you know, you talk a lot about it factor and Paul Heyman used to call it the intangible quality. I don't see it in him. I just don't. And, and I understand Vince likes him because they did all the big nets. I've, I've heard that Vince sees a young John Cena in him probably more physically than anything. I imagine. Yeah. But uh, I just don't see the it factor in him. And I kind of wonder what's the payoff. So he beats Cena and then what, because I, I hope just- he doesn't beat Cena. I hope he doesn't. I hope Cena beats him. So here's, here's what I look at. And if WWE smart, they do this, Jimmy, because they weren't smart last year. Listen, I get it. John Cena was back for the first time in a couple of years, and they wanted his first big match back to be Roman Reigns. You had him at every one of those tapings, and you didn't put his match on TV. Mm-hmm. You didn't put it on Peacock. You could have done, oh, tonight after SmackDown, we're going to air the John Cena match. Cool, get some people to sign up. Even if it's one, it's more than what you're getting. Cut it with this, you got to be there at the venue shit, because it doesn't work. It's just not going to work. Put him. They had him for about two and a half months, right? So if they have him for about two and a half months, assuming that that's how it was last year, like like how it was last year, at the end of June, and then you get him until like mid-September, that's Money in the Bank, that's SummerSlam, that's Clash of the Castle. Do a few matches with him. Do some TV matches. For the love of God, say, you better tune into Raw next week. John Cena is going to wrestle. Against who? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Go find Heath Slater or something. Attitude adjustment, STF. Get him in, get him out, whatever. They're there. Five knuckle shuffle, all that stuff. Put him on TV. Man. I agree with that. And, and you know, one thing, again, that AEW does a really good job of is taking the established names, putting them in with, with new young guys. Uh, and they do it all the time, whether it be with Punk or Brian or whoever. They're always doing it. Imagine Cena's out there with Chad Gable. Yep. Imagine that. You know, imagine Cena's out there with Ricochet. Imagine he's out there with – has he ever wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura? They read a match. Cena, yeah, Nakamura almost crippled him. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but that but, sleeper suplex. That's why he can't do it anymore. But imagine, imagine Cena in there with guys that he's never worked and fresh matches. And Cena beats Chad Gable. Who cares? It's John Cena. But you're still, you know, Gable can go and and he could do some cool things with John Cena. I agree with you. And here's the other thing: Where do they make most of their money? We've talked about this. They make most hey. of their money off TV. So Just, do something for your broadcast partner. Their live events make almost nothing. They make almost nothing. So yeah. TV is where your money is made. Do something for your television audience. I fully 100% agree with you. 
that's what they should do. Now, have you heard that Cena's committed to that much time, or are you just kind of no, no, no? That's just my that's just my my theory based oh, on last year. That's and that's what happened when Cena and Nakamura faced oh, each other. Oh shit! See, I don't remember that anymore. <laughs> I okay. do. That was a great era. Oh man, that was a great era. But well, I agree with you. Maybe, they, maybe they absolutely should. I think that was. Um, I can't remember if that was 2017 or 2018 or 2016. Oh, I just saw the GIF. Nasty, nasty man. What else you got? Anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I have. I have quite a bit left yet. Okay, let's talk about Vera Mahan. So we've been talking to him yeah. for a while. You had a lot of fun with Denise on the Raw show because he's still coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually see potential in this guy. Me too. And it, and and it's funny because when they first announced that he was split from uh, Mahal back in the day. I thought, you mean, you, yeah, okay, a gender Mahal. Gender okay. Mahal, yeah. When when they first announced that they had split, uh, I I didn't really think too much of it. I thought either oh, they're, they're not going to really utilize him. He's going to be on main event, whatever. His social media game is on point because he looks like a million bucks wearing the suits and everything, and his English is excellent. And what I also like is they actually let him cut a promo on Raw this week where he wasn't screaming and yelling and snarling and. And all yeah. that they let him talk in a normal tone. All of that for me is positive. And but here's oh, the problem. They, yeah, they they had him act like a normal human being, right? Because he looks great on social media, as yes. you mentioned. Yes. And so I look at it like, okay, so the guy looks like a million bucks uh, on social media. He's very well spoken, and his English is excellent. His story, as we've talked about, they made a damn movie about it. So his story is on point. Played pro baseball and everything. Then on top of that, WWE has been trying to monetize the Indian market forever, forever. And this is yeah. a guy with, with a chance to do it. He's got a much better chance of doing it than Jinder Mahal did. But then what do they do? We have all these positives. He goes two segments with Dominic Mysterio. Yep. We should be uh, slaughtering Dominic Mysterio. He should be slaughtering him. I'll tell you what. If First off, if I'm a wrestling fan, I look at him and I'm like, okay, so he held some dork in a move too long. That's fine. But why is Ray running in? Like right. his son signed to WWE, he can't get his ass beat. Like I, you don't see Rikishi running in every time Jay Uso gets his ass beat. <laughs> It'd be funny if he did. It would be <laughs> kind of funny if he did. It would be. But I think there is potential in in Veer. I think so uh, too. Yeah. We got some Humper chats to wrap us up. Johnny says, "Which one of Roman's titles traces back to Buddy Rogers? Uh, the WWE title." Van Twinblade says, "Hey Jeremy, St. Louis blessing for you. Fuck Stan Kroenke. There you go." Alex Diaz says, SRS, is there anything on Bray Wyatt returning to WWE rumors? Are they rumbling within WWE about it, or are they false? I've heard nothing. It's just him tweeting. It's just him tweeting. That's it. Churchy says, interim titles are great for AEW. gives a sense of realism to the company and creates story for unification. Can you tell your Reds to stop shitting on my Diamondbacks? The Reds have played really great over the last month. Happy they're getting Jonathan India back. Happy Joey Votto's doing good. Graham Ashcraft rules. Sell the team regardless. Don't care. Sell the friggin' team. As far as the interim titles, I agree in this case. I didn't agree with the Cody thing because that was a week, a week off. But we don't take weeks off here at Fightful. By God, we are right back here tonight. And we are right back over on FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.